0: Hi, everybody, and a pleasant good evening to you, wherever you may be. My name is Mike Cisneros, and I'd like to welcome you to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Joining me tonight, as always, is my colleague, my partner in crime, the uh, man who is synonymous with anonymous, the man from anywhere and nowhere at the same time. Please welcome from the gnome.com, The Gnarly Gnome. Gnome, adieu or b- b- what is it no that's wrong that's <laughs> <I don't>, french <laughs> I, I speak american i do is goodbye right yeah. um, you speak yeah. american i speak american <laughs> and uh, uh to my immediate left or, or uh, on your right uh, screen right is uh the queen of cincinnati craft beer commentary joining us once again does this make two weeks in a row two shows in a row yeah tina Cisneros, how you doing tina
1: How's it going?
0: Of course, uh, from the Overlook Lodge in uh, Pleasant Ridge, uh, the mixologist and bartender extraordinaire over there, and also back at Oakley Pub and <laughs> Grill. I just can't quit it. <laughs> I just
1: can't, I can't stay away.
0: It's like a bad drug. Uh, listen, we have got, you know, I was thinking about it today, Noam, we have big shows from time to time, and I think tonight is a big one.
2: It certainly is, and anybody who's watching live on Periscope or anything can see the pile of beer sitting in front of us. On Periscope,
0: see... on Google+, Plus, uh, Hangouts On Air, and also on Facebook Live tonight, we have a vast array of beers from the Boston Beer Company, also known as Samuel Adams. And first of all, I would be remiss if I did not mention some people that we're very uh, thankful that uh, took care of us. First of all, uh, Laura Bonema. Uh, who is an account special at DeVries Global Marketing, which I guess is the Sam Adams vast marketing arm Weird, she, got, one of those. she got a hold of me uh, a couple of weeks ago and said we're starting a new beer it's going to be a limited launch uh, we've expanded it we We did about twelve markets the last, first launch they're doing another twelve markets this year, which includes Cincinnati, Cleveland Canton in Ohio. We need your address." so we can send you some beer. I said, would you please? <laughs> <laughs> let and me think, let about, me think it. about it. <laughs> so I gave the address, and Tina, if you wouldn't mind holding that up and checking, it is, yes. and it is this package, yes, the silver package, and it is the brand-new, limited-release Samuel Adams Rebel Raw Double IPA, uh, I think uh, 10% ABV, 100% IBU. I have the uh, fact sheet on it here. We'll talk about all that in a couple of minutes. I said, "Hey, great! I said this would be a great show. Can you get us a guest?" She worked on it a little bit, and then another person uh, who is a senior communication specialist for the Boston Beer Company, Ashley leduc I finally got a hold of her, and I said, "Hey, can you get us a guest?" And she said, "Yeah, I can get you a guest." And joining us now from the Boston Beer Company is the director of brewery, brewery programs uh, for Samuel Adams, Jennifer Glanville. Jennifer, welcome to Cincy Brewcast. Thanks. That's
3: quite the lead in. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a story.
0: And then, and then when uh, in some of my conversations uh, over the Internet, over uh, email with Ashley, she said, well, I said, well, we're going to try some other beers uh, you know, we'd like to try maybe something from the something quote unquote from the nitro series and the double Bock, And she said, great, I'll send them to you. <laughs> <laughs> and I said okay so uh, all of the beer tonight is provided uh, courtesy of uh, Laura and Ashley uh, at Sam Adams and also mm-hmm. at uh, DeVries Global Marketing and uh, Jennifer welcome to the show and uh, first of all I guess congratulations are in order for uh, this new uh, Rebel Raw this new 100 IBU 10% uh, ABV doub- ABV double IPA
3: Thank you mm-hmm. we're really really proud of it It's. Um, I can't wait to walk you guys through it in a little bit but it's you know, uh, um, my, a little of my background, I um, have been at Boston Beer for over 15 years. Um, I manage our brewery and run our brewery here in Boston, which um, is our R&D brewery, so it's where Rebel Raw and all our Nitro beers. Um, every beer uh, besides Boston Lager, which was brewed in Jim Cook's kitchen, was brewed right. at this brewery first, and um, I did my brewing school in, in uh, Doman's Academy in Germany, and then have been you know making beers ever since, and to be able to showcase just the that real pure and and just aggressive, awesome uh, citrus and and pine and resinous hop character in this Rebel Raw was just a really fun project to work on, and it's just a great beer, and it really delivers.
0: Well, we have a regular segment on our show, and, and I'm contractually obligated to play this because this is what we call it from the beer fridge and we're gonna crack we're gonna crack one open right now now um gosh seven pounds of hops uh one two three four five six seven different kinds uh that's just amazing and i i'm i'm really oh my goodness uh we need a couple of glasses there um Tell us a little bit about what the impetus was for putting together something like this, because you've had the Rebel Series for a while. You've done the uh, Rebel, original Rebel IPA, the Rebel Rouser, uh, the Rebel Grapefruit. There's a couple I know that I'm I'm missing. There was one that, oh, Rebel uh, Rider, which is kind of the session Mm -hmm. IPA. Tell us all about what the Rebel Series is about. Uh, I, I know you guys started with a lager, a lot of craft brewers, you know, we've we've talked to tons of them here in the Cincinnati area and really around the country. Really start with an IPA. You guys did not start with an IPA, so do you guys did you guys feel like in introducing this rebel stuff that you were maybe playing catch up with kind of the rest of the craft beer industry?
3: You know, um, years ago we made um, a West Coast style IPA under the Oregon Ales. Um, that was a, a line of beers that we made. So we've been making IPAs for almost 25 years. So I think for us, you know, moving forward. Um, you know, as a brewer, we always look to the next beer. We're always looking to create and, and use ingredients as flavors. So I, you know, certainly uh, IPAs have continued to get hotter. Um, and definitely the, the, the craft drinker is demanding more and more uh, variety of IPAs. So I think that's what's exciting as a brewer is, you know, taking some of these flavors like our grapefruit, our Rebel grapefruit. You know, you want to make sure that those flavors are integrated. So, you know, that was fun to work on because you're not just adding grapefruit into it how are you going to make sure that you're accentuating beautiful and delicious characteristics of the hops and you know I'm really into the ingredient piece of it and, and if I'm putting an ingredient in beer I want it to be showcased it has to contribute something and it has to really be harmonious and, and, and with all the other ingredients so you know that's that's behind the, the rebel series is really having a lot of fun with so many different hop characters and the variety of hops are have just exploded. I mean, there's hundreds of varieties to choose from these days. And and that's been, I think what's really exciting as a brewer is we've been able to, you know, utilize all these different flavors and create a a line of, um, you know, several different kinds of IPAs.
0: This has that, uh, and, and and we're into it now. So I've I've tried some already, and uh, I've just been and, sitting you know, here sniffing it. I haven't <laughs> even tasted it. <laughs> um, but it it also has that um, it also has that sort of cloudy character that we're starting to see in some of the beers that come from the East Coast, uh, the Heady Toppers, and and the sip of sunshine, and certain certain of the beers that come coming out of the Northeast like you guys you guys live up there you especially live up there is that is that something that was influenced sort of some of this uh, some of the way the beer looks and 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 obviously the flavor
3: yeah i think you know for us you know that you'll see on the packaging here um i've already had half of mine so i <laughs> I had to make sure of course it was it was good for you guys so i had to eat it earlier um, but you'll notice that it has a short shelf life and it's a thirty five day shelf life and um you know, I think on the packaging and on the on the can it says drink it now. Um many years ago we worked I worked on a really great beer with Jim Cook, our brewer and founder, um, called Imperial Pilsner. And we we again like focusing on the hop, wanted to showcase that Hallertal Middlefrew hop and we found that after we we put the shelf life for 90 days, and after 30 days, Jim said, you know, this isn't the same. It still tastes good, but the characteristic has just, it's just changed so much. It's not that fresh, you know, fresh hop character. So, you know, looking at some of the IPAs that we've been working on and, and really following on Rebel Rouser, which was is a, is a great double IPA and has, a, you know, enough malt in it to back up all that hop character and push that forward on your palate, um, we thought it'd be fun to work on something that was, real even more hoppy um you know really has that fresh hop just fresh out of the brew house hoppiness you know not you know centrifuge only and and not stripping any character out of it i mean you're getting really the the freshest and raw hop character and that was really what was behind it and frankly the drinker is is interested in that these days you know five years ago even that that could have been too much even though people were you know really into sort of I west coast ipas and that kind of flavor i feel like now the drinker is just ready for anything that you throw at them. <laughs>
2: it's this is fantastic I, it really does um, not that you know you don't get some of this character from other Sam Adams beers but it does taste really fresh and and like something that you would get when you you know belly up to the bar of one of these tap rooms around town that you know you're you're getting the beer you know as close to out of the tank as you possibly can it, it you know it, it it tastes fresh it tastes um, the, the the body of the beer I think is what gets me that you know you don't a lot of these IPAs, and I, I love West Coast IPAs and the real clean kind of crisp bitterness, but this does have that kind of full-bodied bite to it. Like, it's this is delicious.
3: Yeah, one thing we found in making IPAs is that y- you really do have to focus, as much as you do on the hops and that flavor and getting the BUs you want in the flavor, what kind of malt are you going to use and how much do you use? Because you do have to have a big enough body— to to drive some of those flavors. Once you get into these bigger beers, these doubles, you you do have to have that. um, And you have to have enough multi-backbone. And again, you don't want that to be the focus, but it has to be there in order to really balance that out. Otherwise, it can become a little too lean and astringent and and too drying in the finish.
0: Right. I know um, the missus who's joined us up here as she always does during the program for the uh for the beer tasting segment (laughs) as she should uh she's a she's more of a fan of double ipas and she really likes this and it does it does have that characteristic that we found with a lot of the uh, double ipas that it's it's bitter across the tongue but it's not bitter and astringent as you said and 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 real citrusy uh in the swallow and that's one of the things she doesn't like about many of the especially the west coast ipas and a lot of the bigger i guess single ipas if you will uh for one of a better term And, and she really prefers this double ipa style and i again i think it's fantastic and it and i'm so happy i mean i actually had to sit on it for uh what about a week i guess because uh we went out of town last week i got it the day we left uh a week ago a week or a week ago friday and um it's still held up. I mean, it still tastes fantastic. I mean, really well, delicious.
2: It doesn't hurt that they pack it in that that little silver yeah, packaging and, cool and silver pack it's packs, so cool. and cold pack, and all that. Kind yeah, of well, stuff. they
3: know they better take care of that beer. We worked hard to make it, so if they're going to send it. it better well, be cared for.
2: That's that's sort of my question too on the the retailer side, you know, because. You know, we've had a couple breweries here locally that, you know, when they finally started canning their beer, they said, we want this to stay cold the whole way. You know, we want our retailers to make sure they're keeping it in their cold space. And then after a little while, that kind of, they kind of let go on that because people just weren't doing it. And, uh, you know, how how hard is that to work through distributors and into retailers to make sure things like that happen? I assume that anybody who stocks us, they're supposed to keep it in their cold section also. But how, how do you do Correct. that?
3: Correct. Yeah, we, we want them to keep it in the cold section. You know, it is a challenge, and certainly, um, you know, as you've seen just in the past even couple of years with the explosion of variety of beers available, um, you know, cooler space can be limited. What I love to see is these retailers who are continuing to put in more and more beer coolers, which right. I think is fantastic. And, you know, I, I like to study all uh, – fermentation science let's say but i i love it when i go in and i kind of see the wine area shrinking a little because they need to put more beer (laughs) coolers in you know i think that's kind of cool um so certainly that we hope that that happens um you know we work on our freshest beer program so we want to get uh we've worked hard to make sure that we don't want the beer sitting at the floor on the floor in a wholesaler or in a retailer so we want to work hard to make sure that when they need it they're sort of getting it you know almost just in time um but i think you know The education piece is important, and I think I love to see all these retailers that are just so into beer that they get it, you know, and they're trying their best to also make that happen.
0: Well, listen, uh, we're about 15 minutes in with you. We've got about another 15 minutes more, and we've got about two or three more beers to get, get to with uh, Jennifer Glanville from the Boston Beer Company, Sam Adams, Rebel Raw, right now available on shelves in Denver, Colorado, Hartford, Connecticut, Chicago, uh, Illinois, uh, in Minnesota, Long Island, New York City, New York, Raleigh, North Carolina, Canton, Cincinnati, and Cleveland, Ohio, Pittsburgh, and Philly, PA, Dallas, Rhode Island and Massachusetts and of course a list of where you can find this fantastic Rebel Raw uh, is available at uh, blog.samueladams.com and I can tell you that it is at the Kroger store in Anderson Township at Five Mile and Beachmont because I saw it in the case the other day.
2: It goes fast I mean you don't have to oh, worry yeah. you don't have to worry about the shelf life and no, the retailers no. because as soon as that stuff hits the the <laughs> shelf it's being as soon as it up, hits so. the
0: glass it's gone because, yeah. <laughs> because we've already gone through a whole can of it and we've got another one to go but look we're going to take a sh- quick break uh back with more with uh, Jennifer Glanville from uh, Samuel Adams right after this you're listening to Cincy Brewcast the voice of Cincy Craft. Hi, Mike Sisneros here with a word about brewhouse dog bones. By now, craft beer fans all over Cincinnati know the distinctive brown paper sack with a big red bone. You've seen it in great breweries like Mount Carmel, Listerman's, Rhinegeist, Eight Ball, Braxton, and more. At just five bucks a bag, you know you can't find a more healthful or delicious treat for your best friend made from spent brewery grains, organic eggs, peanut butter, and brown rice flour. But did you know that Brewhouse Dog Bones is an educational program for developmentally disabled teens and young adults? It's available through the New Richmond, Cincinnati Public, Fort Thomas Public, Sycamore, Oak Hills, and many more school districts across southwest Ohio and northern Kentucky. For more information on where to find Brewhouse Dog Bones, or how to get your developmentally disabled loved one or your school district involved in the Brewhouse Dog Bones program, contact Lisa Graham at area code 513-520-0310 or visit www.brewhousedogbones.com. Give your dog the craft experience with Brewhouse Dog Bones.
3: This is Steve Shaw. This is Eric Bosler. Hi, my name is Gamal Nagy. Hey,
0: y'all. This
2: is Sean Willingham.
0: This is Brett Coleman-Baker. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollette. Hi, this is Evan Rouse. Cellar Dweller Craft Beers. Darkness Brewing. Rivertown Brewing Company. Admissible Brew Works. Urban Artifact Brewing. Blank Slate Brewing. Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. In Cincinnati. In Northside. In Hamilton, Ohio. Bellevue, Kentucky. Mar, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast. The voice. The voice. The voice of Cincy (laughs) Craft. Back here on Cincy Brewcast, uh, Mike Cisneros, along with Anari Nome and Tina Cisneros, joined by Jennifer Glanville of uh, the Boston Beer Company, Samuel Adams, of course. And uh, tell us, what's it like to work for the big outfit? And let me ask you this uh, very quickly. Uh, Sam Adams gets a little bit of, I don't know, guff or slack or flack or whatever it is about, you know, you guys so straddle the 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 line between giant and craft beer. Uh, how hard is that? And, and what is that? And do you, do you, I mean, I don't know. I don't think you guys have anything to apologize for. The rebel raw just confirmed that, but do you guys, do you find yourself spending a lot of time kind of apologizing or trying to explain to people just what, I mean, you guys were the leaders. You guys were some of the originals. You guys were, you know, from stories I've heard of Jim Cook peddling beer, you know, out of the back of his car and going in and, and, and taking beer out of out of distributors and uh, retailers' hands because, you know, they had, it had gone past its freshness date. So just explain a little bit about what it is to work for a giant craft brewer, I guess.
3: Sure. I mean, I've been there for half of the the brewery's life, if you will. Um, I've been there, like I said, just over 15 years and we're 32 years old this year. And I, you know, for me, I, I mean, as a brewer, I, I'm not going to apologize for making great beers. I think, you know, our focus is on what the next beer is. We're focused on, um, you know, bringing great beers out and high quality drink beers and consistent beers out to the craft drinker. And, and as I mentioned earlier, it's fun that the drinkers evolve so much that they're, they want to try anything and everything. And that, you know, we, I can speak from, you know, what I do here in Boston and, you know, we're working on creating and innovating and and working on flavors and, you know, yes, you'll see Boston lager and um, you know, our seasonals everywhere, but you know, we make 60 beers a year. So there's always a beer for, that someone hasn't tried. Um, And I always encourage when we make a bunch of Belgian style beers and sour beers. And there's just stuff out there that I think not everybody's tried. And, you know, I, I just would love for people to, um, you know, look and, and try our beers. I also, you know, we we may be larger than most breweries, uh, but we're you know we just after 32 years got to one percent of the market, and I think that's a testament to Jim Cook, you know, working hard and continuing to make good beers. I know you know his thing is always wanting to support um, small food and beverage entrepreneurs, specifically brewers. We have a philanthropic program called Brewing the American Dream, where we coach and mentor um, not only small breweries, other other food and beverage entrepreneurs, but you know today we had some guests at our brewery from Founder Brewing in New Jersey, and they're going to spend a week with us on coaching and mentoring and and growing their business. So it's it's a – to meet other – to work in an industry and to work for a guy like Jim Cook where we're passionate and still entrepreneurial and still thrilled to go to work every day and and create innovative and creative beers, I mean, that hasn't changed for me. It's the same job I signed up for 16 years ago.
0: And – go ahead.
2: On, on, you know, to kind of – to illustrate you know that straddling of the line you've got you know a a company that's big enough to be able to do that you know the brewing the american dream program you know something like what was it like 400 million dollars you know something you know probably upwards of that at this point that they were able to give back into other companies and and to to kick-starting other companies they were they saved beer in cincinnati there was you know brewing almost died in the city and there was almost nobody else making beer and they you know came in and bought reputable shane ling the brewery and 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 started brewing beer here and then on the small side you know you see them with long shot competition competitions and things like that where they really do support small brewers and and help them kind of realize a, a bigger dream it's you know it it's everything that a quote unquote big brewery should be and and like i said at 1% of the market I don't know if you can consider you guys big but um i guess you know from um the perspective where last night I was at a you know a brewery that's a one barrel brew house you know it's just you know it's it's right. it's such a neat kind of world that we're we're in the middle of and get to see both sides of that and how it stretches and becomes different things.
0: I'm sure as your uh Jennifer I'm sure as your as uh, as your job uh, as the director of brewery programs uh goes uh you've been here to Cincinnati and the Cincinnati brewery uh give us a little bit uh about your impressions of the town if you've had a chance to explore any of the craft beer scene here in Cincinnati uh, but just tell us a little bit about the facility over at uh over in over in uh, over and over the Rhine, and also uh, if there are any plans to maybe kind of expand it or do some sort of tap room, uh, Samuel Adams' tap room at some point.
3: Yeah, it, it's. Um, I have actually spent a decent amount of time in Cincinnati, not as much recently mm-hmm. as I'd like. Um, certainly I have over the years about Cincinnati well there's a couple things one you guys always have something going on you know (laughs) the party in the park or whatever it may be there was always something cool going on and it tended to revolve around food and beer and I just thought that was it it may not have been you know marketed that way but it it was always that way and it was just a really kind of cool laid-back culture that I always appreciated in Cincinnati um our brewery there we've been there for you know a while now a couple two decades and we've worked on um you know expanding slightly there i think for us you know when we could look at opening a tap room i don't that's not in the plans right now um you know one thing that we recently did there was we built a barrel room there so that we're making our cosmic mother funk um for some of our barrel room beers that's there so you know a lot of the i t- like to tell my friends in ohio you guys are getting some really great fresh damn adams there and a lot of people don't know that
0: Absolutely. And uh, one of the things we've kind of moved on to, and sort of on the opposite end of the spectrum in in our tasting tonight, uh, we've gone from the uh, Rebel Raw, which again, I can't say enough about everybody needs to run out and get them a four pack and enjoy the hell out of it. But we've uh, gone ahead and opened the uh, Double Bock, which... My favorite Sam Adams beer. It, it's been for, since
2: the first time I tried it. I, I love this beer. And you talk about events in Cincinnati where we just kind of celebrate our love to drink. And Bachfest every year is one of them. And th- this is still one of my favorite Bach beers. And you can only kind of find it in the spring easily. And then it becomes kind of hard to snag. But Yeah, I agree. I, it's the, I kind up. of
3: consider it our sleeper beer because a lot of people – have had it maybe once and, and, and it comes out in different, you know, most recently it was an adventures and lager. It came out in a 22 ounce bottle a couple of years ago. So it kind of changes. And I mean, this is where as you talk about like double IPAs and rebel raw, all about the hops, this beer is all about the malt. I mean, it is just, it's delicious. I mean, it's um you know, it's warming, it's high in alcohol. It's like nine and a half percent, but it's, it's the malt, Uh, that we have in here the grist bill in here is is ridiculous and it just you can tell i mean it's chewy it's big it's you know it's got some dark fruit in it It, it's it's an awesome beer and i love this beer i was really psyched when you guys wanted to taste this today
0: one of the things i really like about it is there's been such a big emphasis on barrel aging and all that kind of and i think it's it smells barrel aged but it uh, but it really isn't but it's got just a little that Extra little alcohol heat, and it's got just enough of that of of those of those chocolate and vanilla and cocoa and coffee notes to make it seem like it's a barrel-aged beer. This would be amazing thrown in a barrel. Yeah,
1: it it, it could really easily be thrown in a barrel and be amazing. Oh, the
3: art! Yeah, for me, that it's like that toffee character. It's got that slight vanilla, and that to me, that's always reminiscent of of, like if you had a multi beer that aged in the whiskey barrel or something, and it's got that in there, and it's. And it's amazingly smooth, though. I mean, it definitely got some heat, and you can feel lingering warmth, but it's it's really smooth for nine and a half percent. Well, it's it's such
2: a good use of the alcohol heat too. Like, it's definitely hot on the tongue, but it, it like it, it it belongs there. Like sometimes you'll have a um you know a big stout or something like that, and the alcohol just kind of pushes all those other flavors out of the way. Whereas this, it uses the alcohol to kind of support some of those that malt sweetness, and I, I I can't say enough about this beer. This is by far my favorite Sam Adams beer that I've had, although we've got some sitting in front of me that I haven't had that I'm dying to get my hands on. I, and I, you're I, over there I, cradling that can. I, 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 wrote, the, I, I
0: wrote to Ashley, and I said, we might think of trying something from the Nitro series, and when she said, do you want me to send you some beer? I said, well, yeah, that would be fine. And we got... Make sure
2: you open it on We Mike. got
0: the IPA the coffee stout, and the white and the white ale. So here's the IPA first. And just tell us a little bit about the uh, Nitro program, why you guys want to. And I think we ought to use, at least to start with, we ought to use the uh, special glasses that were sent to us also by uh, Ashley LaDuke from the uh, Boston. Pour Green my pour Boston my IPA
2: Green. in one of our sample glasses. I'm going to pour one of those coffee ones in the big one while you're. All right, well,
0: that's going. fair enough. Here. Yeah,
3: well, the glass you guys have is um, was developed to really help um, you know, deliver the best experience of drinking a, a nitro beer and really driving a lot of the aroma. Um, you know, as you guys know, nitrogen masks flavors, and, and there's a reason why you traditionally see sort of these stouts and porter styles that, um, you know, mostly out there. Um, you know, for us, this project was really fun when when Jim said, you know, let's look at some nitro beers. We, we had so much fun. We experimented. We had hundreds of beers that we were looking at, and why we ended up with these three was the white was really interesting to us because it's something that you don't expect to come from a nitro beer. And we really wanted to make sure that it, it was reminiscent of a, of a whip beer or white ale, but understanding that that creaminess and that that mouthfeel, that velvet um, kind of mouth character is going to take is going to diminish some of that. So we wanted it to be like just like kind of herbaceous enough and a little bit of that spiciness. Um, the IPA was the most challenging. I mean, there's a reason why there's not a ton of nitro IPAs out there. Um, we were determined to have it deliver it, This is a hundred BUs, but it tastes probably around 70, I think, I agree. um, you know, because yeah. it's just hard to, to drive that. And, and that was, we were not going to release a nitro IPA unless we felt like it delivered on hops. So I'm really proud of that one. That was probably the most challenging and frustrating and became a real passion project for us. And, um, the stout, I, the stout is amazing. Um, There's some coffee beans we use in there. So we use some Sumatra, and then we use a bean called um, Indian Monsoon Malabar. And we worked with um, a coffee company, and and they were talking to us about the different varieties once they kind of learned what we were looking for. And they described this this bean, and essentially when um, (laughs) India was occupied by England, um, they were shipping – we all know the story that they got beer from England, but they were shipping coffee beans back. And it was during the monsoon seasons, and you know these open vessels and long voyages the the monsoon winds and rain would change the the bean size and the flavor
0: wow thats and very,
3: then many years later, wow. decades later, as shipping became faster and more efficient and enclosed, they noticed in England that the coffee tasted different, and they put two and two together, and now these beans. Are actually um, put out in like a pavilion type structure with a roof and then side openings during the monsoon season, so that they can experience that same wind and rain, and get the flavor back. And so, you know, as a brewer, so, a historian, so mimicking is like, this mimicking what
0: mimicking what was an accident exactly. to create yeah. a certain blend, and then you guys are using it. So Correct. don't so don't so let anybody they're... say that the local craft brewers have any kind of market on specialty ingredients or don't go the extra mile to put something in their beers that is really unique and different. You guys are doing it too.
3: No, we are, and it's it's funny because I, I had to actually have my guys do a blind tasting on me because I was afraid I was so into this romantic story that I was gonna be biased. So we did a bunch <laughs> of you know, trials with them at the brewery and I'm like, please don't tell me and I'm like, please, I wanna pick this because I love the story. But it was actually noticeably different. Um, it, 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 the you know coffee beans do have a dark fruit character, but this one was so rich, um, it, it was amazing to me. And so we, we thought we used that, and then we used the Sumatran um, from Indonesia, which has more of like chocolate and earthy, and a little bit of acidity. So that balance um, really kind of came through with this. And and again, that you, you it delivers through this nitrogen. It, it, you really get a big kind of coffee flavor. It's definitely for a coffee drinker. Um, I, if you're just a stout drinker and don't like coffee, I, it might be a little too intense.
0: Well, it's kind of the it's kind of the last one I've gotten to. Let me tell you my impressions of the uh, first of all the Nitro IPA. I've had it at a couple of local breweries here in town, and I don't know if they just didn't do it right or if it just was me, but I wasn't I, I wasn't for it, so I wasn't holding out a lot of hope for the your can version but i have to say as you said it tones down the bitterness a lot it's really it's really has that good creamy uh, mouth feel to it and and i'm really enjoying it and then the white ipa or the white ale rather that's that's really unique
2: yeah and that's the one i was the most excited about because i've you know i've like you said i've had a few nitro ipas and i almost hate that the word ipa is in there because it 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 gives you this perception of what this beer is supposed to be. Whereas if you just put this in front of somebody and you said, drink this, you know, you, you don't have that expectation of the bitterness and stuff. I get so much kind of earthy flavors out of there. You know, you almost get another side of the hops that, um, when when that bitterness kind of is right yeah, there. Yeah, like, it
1: like takes away the... Like the, the bitterness is almost a distraction from the other flavors. Right. And by using the nitro process with it, it really like kind of like... It doesn't cover up the bitterness, but it takes a little bit of the distraction away so that you can see really what's going on in there.
2: You get lots of... Like it's real like... And I guess earthy is the best way I can describe it. It's, it's, it's real like grassy and like... No, this is... This is really good. I, you know, I, I makes me want to go back and try some other Nitro IPAs and see what exactly I didn't like about it. Because
0: and, and then I, and then Jennifer, I finally gotten a hold of the uh, of the uh, Nitro Coffee Stout and. It's just so smooth and tasty, and I don't think overly. Real, I don't really think overly coffee at all. I think it's got that presence. I think it's definitely there, but it, I I disagree with you. I, I I think any stout drinker should like this beer. I, I mean, I they, you know, really? I, I don't think any I don't think anybody should kick it out if they if they say, "Well, I don't like coffee," because it's it's just right there. And talk about something else that would be fantastic in a barrel. I yeah. think this I think your base beer of this uh, would be uh, put this over would, ice cream. would be really fit,
3: <laughs> Yeah, it,
1: it is. is so good.
2: <laughs> so talking a little bit about the glassware, did you have any hand in kind of selecting glassware and things like that as you're developing, you know, these new ones for the Nitro series?
3: Yeah, we it's it's really actually a cool process. We um work with sensory experts and our own sensory experts and then us brewers. Um, and we we look at a lot of different sort of attributes of different glass, and this is how we created the perfect pint glass for Boston Lager, Um, and so we looked at, you know, where is the beer being placed on your palate, Um, you know, where, how how is the aroma being, you know, captured, and so this this glass came out of that, and it's kind of funny, because if if you look at glasses that are developed around the attributes and not styling, they're they're kind of weird aesthetically, but they deliver on what you really want from a glass, so it's, it's, kind of interesting to me and so it's it's been a fun part of that process just to, you know, sometimes you have to stand there with a thermometer in a glass for a while like, and <laughs> been there and done that. I used it for a second just for myself, but you know, and you want to make sure where's your hand landing, how warm is it going to get beer get, how fast does it get warm, you know, so it's it's actually a really, really interesting process.
2: Anybody who's not, sorry, anybody who's not played around with kind of experimenting with glassware and a, one beer and different types of glasses and stuff should definitely do that. One of our local breweries did a a project when they came out with their they, they they do a glass for every beer that they release and um, team up with some out of Germany to do it and the the the, the American rep for some came down into this class and, and and put different beers in different styles of glasses and you really got to sit down and, and, and try it and really really dig into it and see that it does make some kind of a difference and I know a lot of people kind of you know kind of roll their eyes when people start talking about proper glassware but um, no, I mean this, not to mention that it's gorgeous in this glass with the way that head fills up that, that bulb at yeah. the top and everything. It's, it's awesome.
0: And then all I was going to ask is, is that the the bulb, is that, is that so that there's a collection of aroma there in the middle of the glass as you pour and drink it? Uh, it, it, that's what it seems like to me. That's what I'm getting. I'm getting a lot of nose when I tip the, tip the glass back and drink the beer. I'm getting a lot of nose. seems like it's coming, collecting right
3: in that area. Exactly. And then also, though, it's a place to collect for the head. I mean, this is a beer where you want that frothy head, and that's part of the whole drinking experience. I mean, nit- nitrogenated beers, to me, are is the most um, theatrical beer you can drink. I mean, there's just something so awesome about the whole thing from when it's poured and watching it, and then the frothy head, and then there's the whole mouthfeel, and so it, it, it's really theater in a glass. And so the hope behind this too, not only to gather some of those that collect that aroma is also to really showcase that, that frothy head.
0: So what's next uh, for Sam Adams? I mean, what do you guys have on the horizon? What's, uh, you know, what's going, I know there's probably not a lot you can tell us, but I know, I, and let me just say uh, about a month ago or so, I went out to dinner at a, at a place that had uh, that had Boston lager on tap uh, and had the correct Boston Lager glass and all that stuff, and you know it still stands up. It's still it's it's like an it's, it's like underappreciated. A, it's like an old fa- it's like an old favorite film that that you can just watch again and again and again. And and it's the same with 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 the Boston Lager. You just drink it. You you almost takes you back to the first time you ever had it, and said and said to yourself geez where has this been all my life where is this where is beer it's a wonderful with,
1: nostalgic moment yes as as where
0: is. is beer with flavor and color and and deliciousness been my entire life while I've been drinking this you know sort of uh, American light lager
3: yeah it's funny i I when someone asked me like what would you compare it to like what does it mean to you what kind of is there a food or something and immediately came to mind macaroni and cheese like your mom's homemade macaroni and cheese because
2: you never tried my mom's macaroni
3: and cheese it's, well <laughs> hey, it, it. it was craft, craft out of
0: the box bo- it. it was crafted out of the Mom. box for us and that 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 is i mean you're right at, at, anytime you open that box you boil that water you make that the, the noodles and you put, mix all that stuff together it's just an anticipation that you get and it's a it's you, like you said it's a nostalgic moment well and what yeah. i like
2: too i was in um a quote-unquote shitty neighborhood bar probably two or three weeks ago, and I was kind of looking through the cooler, and I'm like, oh, no, this is going to be one of those nights. And then I saw it right there in the corner, Boston Lager, and I'm like, oh, perfect. You know, it's it's one of those beers kind of like Sierra Nevada Pale Ale that you find at places that you wouldn't think would have craft beer. And so it's 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 a lifesaver a lot of times, too. And
0: many times the only craft beer that, right. that, that a bar will carry is Sam Adams Boston Lager.
3: When it's further, I feel like found a bit of a resurgence in the way that, I mean, I can enjoy many beers, um, but, you know, when you get above 9%, 10%, there's only so many you can have, and so people are looking towards, and, you know, people, the sessions didn't really, like, take off that much, but if you think about these beers that are around 5% alcohol, those are the beers you want at sporting events, those are the beers you want when you're going to have a couple beers, and that that balance of Boston Lagers, it's at the same time has a nice toffee sweetness, but it also has a nice hop character, It's amazing and easy to pair with food because it's just complex enough, you know, so I, that whole thing, I feel like it is that, you know, it's been around, but it's like, what, what's, what's old is new now, you know, it's retro, but it's coming back. And so it is always a good, and a lot of people tell me what you're saying. They're psyched when they see it places.
0: Je- jennifer uh, you've been awful generous with your time and uh, just a couple of more questions from me and maybe one from though. first of all what are you what are you what are you drinking right now i mean i know you're probably well uh, we heard her open the nitro can but i mean what I is what? what's in your fridge and what is i mean are there, are there other craft beers other breweries other things like that that you like to try and and experiment and and taste and 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 that sort of thing that's kind of the question i'm getting at
3: I don't know if you're asking me right now. Is this where you start judging me, or no, 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 um,
0: no, no? no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Uh, you'd be surprised how many. You'd be surprised how many craft brewers tell us that they have Heineken, Miller Lite, uh, <laughs> you know, in their in their coolers, yeah. you know, either for their friends or just when you want a quick cold, ice cold, you know, shot down the throat after a after a grass cutting or whatever, you know, whatever kind of stuff you're doing. So.
3: I have a few beers that I brought home that I've been experimenting with some um, barrel aging from the Boston brewery. So I have some that aren't really, don't have a name or anything like that. Um, I have uh, Brett Porter that I just got from Flounders Brewing in New Jersey, which I'm going to try maybe not tonight, but tomorrow night. Um, You know, I I, I go through sort of phases of styles. There's so many breweries out there today making such great beers that um, I like to kind of you know like lately i've been really into lagers and specifically pilsners so um you know i want to check out you know what people are making and, and what's interesting and so that, that's sort of how how i'll try and how i'll fill my fridge um you know i honestly and this was before i worked at at Samuel Adams i mean boston Lager has always been my favorite so i always have a fridge full of boston lager
2: i stumbled across that a lot in our in our research before the shows that anytime you did an interview boston lager kept coming up as your favorite beer um well you know, speaking of pills and this is kinda of going off topic, sorry, I'm skipping my question. I'm just rolling here. Um, anytime you're in Cincinnati, you need to start digging into some loggers here and seeing what's going on with with our beer scene. I know It's uh,
0: been an explosion. We did a whole show uh two weeks ago with uh six different local loggers. Uh, pilsners, all pilsners, and uh, it was it was quite a revelation. It was well, quite an interesting side by side.
2: I'm sure she's familiar with Richard Dubay and, and and that name. And he's um, yeah, he's he's down at a place in Northern Kentucky called Braxton, um, yep. putting some really really great loggers out with uh, with a team down there. So um,
3: yeah, I do need to get out there. I mean, one thing I've always loved about Cincinnati, and it's to me like similar to Boston. It it has such a deep rooted. History of brewing, um, and and sort and that's sort of always been the underlying culture. So it's exciting to see with a resurgence of, of beer and 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 you know m- more people drinking beer these days. To, to see a city like Cincinnati just growing by leaps and bounds with that, and I think that's awesome. Uh,
0: my last question for you is is what I don't know. This might be a dumb question, but what what are some what what is one thing or two things maybe that that most people don't know about Samuel Adams and the Boston Beer Company—that—that that you would like to get out there and just let people know that that you know whether it's misconceptions people may have or or whatever, just
3: yeah. I mean, I think the first thing is that you know the philosophies haven't changed. Um, I'm really proud that um, you know when I'm tasked with making a new beer, if if it's not possible to get the ingredient or you know just not it's cost prohibitive or something we don't make the beer if that's the ingredient that we want then we're not just going to substitute it and and that's really speaks to our quality and i you know jim, jim cook goes to hop selection every year um you know on the west coast in yakima and over to germany and you know i'm fortunate enough to, to travel with him there and to do do that with him and you know he is literally hand selecting the ingredients and i i do think people sometimes think that's kind of like oh he used to do that but he does that and that's amazing to me that that hands-on, that that's how hands-on we are. Um, you know, I think that Jim is, is um, you know, I've I've had to search for yeast in our old brew house where I came back with, like, bugs and cobwebs on my hair and everything. And he's like, you, are you sure? Did you get in deep? Did you go into that other area? And I'm like, I love this guy. I'm going to do anything for him. Um, and then he came in with me once because like, he knew I wasn't going into the deepest bowels of the building. <laughs> um, so there's just, you know, that that is really what what we are. I mean, we want to make great beers with great ingredients and if you think you've tried everything that we make you probably haven't um and so i just you know keep an eye out and especially our our barrel room collection beers which are available um in cincinnati and things like rebel raw um you know it's always good to have the go-tos of the lager and seasonals but there's so many beers out there that um you know show our creativity and, and quality and uh, I'm
0: telling you, that's why a tap room here in Cincinnati would. would be terrific. <laughs> you <laughs> you just guys could really just keep whispering. It, to you know, everybody. Yeah, just keep keeping whispering in the air. Oh, Cincinnati tap room. I'll, I'll mention it because <laughs> as as a you know, Cincinnati I – mean, based... town,
3: I don't know if a lot of people know that Cincinnati's his hometown.
0: Oh no, a lot of people in this a, town know it's yeah. Jim Cook's oh, hometown. yeah,
2: and that's and that's kind of you know I, I I write about Cincinnati beer on my blog, and 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 that's kind of, I. Unfortunately I don't write about Sam Adams because as much as it's made a whole bunch here, it doesn't have a tap room. So it, it as soon as that tap room or beer garden or, or brew pub or whatever it may happen to be opens up, you know, it, it gets it gets pulled right into there and is now Man. the biggest Cincinnati yeah. brewery I, in my mind. I,
1: I know that this isn't exactly what you guys are talking about, but I will add that there is the Sam Adams tap room in the airport.
2: Right.
0: Yeah, I've I've seen the Sam Adams <laughs> things in the airport. We just went by one. I, in, I know in what Atlanta you mean, but
1: I'm just I'm just you know.
2: But I, you know, there. You talk about you know craft beer drinkers and not knowing about all of these Sam Adams beers, and it, a tap room is is the one way to to get into those people's heads. Well,
3: we'll stop beating you up on. <laughs> <that. laughs> It's a great idea. I'll add it to the list. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Well, Jennifer Glanville, thank you for tasting through some of your fine Sam Adams beers uh, with us. Again, the uh, Rebel Raw, Double IPA, the Double Bach, and the Nitro Series uh, Coffee Stout, White Ale, and IPA, all available in the Cincinnati area. And uh, Jennifer Glanville, the Director of Brewing Programs for the Boston Beer Company, a.k.a. Samuel Adams Beer, thank you so much for joining us on Cincy Brewcast tonight it's been a great honor
3: well it's been a pleasure to spend my monday night with you guys drinking beers well i certainly <laughs> appreciate
0: it and we certainly appreciate the time you've taken with us and uh give our best to mr Cook, and maybe we'll get a chance to get him on the program one of these days that's right
3: i will cheers have a good night cheers thank to you so thanks
0: very much thank you bye-bye And that's uh, all for our interview with uh, Jennifer Glanville from Boston Brewing. We will be right, or Boston Beer Company, I'm sorry. We'll be right back with more on Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft, right after this. Hi, fans. I'm going to tell you about the new apparel supplier to Cincy Brewcast, Pastura Screenprint. Mario Pastura has built his family business with the craft beer movement in mind. They've done custom items for Old Firehouse, Listerman, and many more. Screen printing to embroidery, Pastura Screen Print has the answers for your custom apparel and marketing needs. Contact Mario or any of the pros at Pastura Screen Print at 513-550-2271 by email at pastura.screenprint at gmail.com and coming soon at screenprint.com. The craft of custom apparel is Pastura Screen Print.
2: Hi, this is Danny Gould from Coafillars in Greater Cincinnati.
3: Hi, this is Brandon Hughes from Nine Giant Brewing in Pea Ridge. Hey, hi, this is Peanut from Eight Ball Brewing in Bellevue slash Newport.
0: I'm Eric Bauman from Christian Moreland Brewing Company in Cincinnati, Ohio.
3: Hi, this is Mitchell Doherty from Eight Ball Brewing in Northern Kentucky, Newport slash Bellevue. Hey, this is Mike Albaro from Nine Giant Brewing in Pleasant Ridge. Hi, this is Mike Dewey from Mount Carmel Brewing Company in Mount Carmel, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft.
0: All right, back here for another uh, oh, I don't know, 15 20 minutes or so on uh, Cincy Brewcast. Well, that was one hell of an interview. It was one hell of a um, opportunity that uh, that she was uh, so gracious with her time. Je- again, Jennifer Glanville from Boston Beer Company. Uh, no, your thoughts?
2: Starstruck. That's uh, that's a that's a big <laughs> name in 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 craft it, beer. It, it is
0: a big name in craft beer and and. When you get to go it 's big when you get to go with the Jim Cook to go buy, hop, buy to look at hops and buy hops oh, and yeah. when you work with him as closely as you do on things like the beer glass that you 're going to serve the nitro series beers in and so forth and so on uh, yeah that was, uh, that was that was that was huge i really I, I should I need to send a dozen roses to Ashley <laughs> in uh, in Boston there at that Boston beer company that she was able to pull such a big guest for us and you know, so so again, so honored to uh, Tina. What do you? Th- what, what are your thoughts? Do you have any impressions?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, this is it's clearly. I think people a lot of times forget about Sam Adams or are hesitant to talk about Sam Adams when it comes to craft beer. But I mean, just these beers that we had tonight, like they're in the game. It's not you know they have not sacrificed quality even though they've gotten to be on the larger side of craft. Um, and you know, it's you can get these like you know anything that we have like at any local breweries this is just as good or better i well, think
2: and it's almost it's it's almost frustrating because you know they because <laughs> know, yeah. their beer is is on point you know so much of it is made here in cincinnati and they just get overlooked time and time again and i just, right. I, I wish that we as drinkers could do something to, to kind of shift that for people and to get people just to, to try stuff and to to see that they are doing some really cool stuff.
0: Well, again, when you're out and about and you are uh, especially looking at some of the barrel-aged stuff and and you go to the shelf and you find the Samuel Adams barrel-aged beers, those are locally made right here in Cincinnati, uh, brewed, aged right here, bottled here. And so, as she was saying in the interview, it's it's as fresh of that kind of a beer almost as you're going to get and, and certainly as fresh as a Sam, a Sam Sam Adams. People around the country are waiting a couple of days for those and they're coming out right here, uh, right off the bat.
2: Oh, and the next release of Utopias, maybe. Oh, uh, yes. Maybe we'll right. be able to snag that here. In uh, why don't we... This weekend,
0: dear. Lots of stuff going on again, man. There's all kinds of there's there's Always all something. kinds of stuff happening.
2: This was real quick, though. It, this the, the talking the ABV stuff. It just kind of we. It literally we, just we, happened. We mentioned one thing, you know, probably about a month ago, and that fell through. And then all of a sudden, this. All right, we're just going to get rid of the ABV cap, and you have to put a label on it popped up and then all of a sudden it was approved in the in the house and then it was approved in the senate and then to the the governor's desk which i think we're still waiting on a signature but
0: many 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 months ago i guess when the first when the first kind of controversy came out with miller Corps' sort of backing of the cap and so forth uh saying that you know Ohio beer consumers will not know it's beer if it's above 12%, (laughs) which I thought was absolutely ludicrous. Um, That just all seemed to like go away. We were going to try to have Representative Ramos and a couple of the other people on that were sponsors of the bill to lift or to raise the cap, right? And then all of a sudden just it's gone. It's like... Somebody laid hands on it, and and the fever was gone, and they decided that it was a hallelujah moment, and they passed passed a, a, a you know that the cap was gone.
2: Well, and we know that one local brewer with Listerman slash triple digit is already on on the way to making something. I don't want to say that they're brewing it because I don't think that you're allowed to do that, but that's a whole nother discussion. But um, they're on their way to making the first. Um,
0: Plus twelve, fifteen yeah, plus, plus twelve ABV yeah, beer in Ohio. It, um, and who would you expect from other than triple digit, right? To uh, come out and, <laughs> and 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 try to hit that ball out, of, be the first one to hit that ball out of the park. So pretty cool. And um, and we've
2: we've talked to a lot of brewers, and it's it's. I, I think the general consensus is, yeah, we don't we don't necessarily have any kind of desire to run out and brew some big giant beer. It's just nice to not worry about it, and right, it's. It's just fun to see. It's progress. Absolutely. And the the biggest thing for me is getting in those utopias and things like that. The 120 minute IPA and stuff that we're all driving over to Kentucky to buy to be able to just buy it here in Ohio and keep our money in our own state as well, partially in our own state. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, oh, yeah, it's, right. it's good to see.
0: Right. Exactly. Um, other stuff, lots of lots of uh, photos and news and so forth coming out of our friends over at Nine Giant. Oh, they just tease us <laughs> over and over again. Yes, you know, you
2: know, June twenty fifth is their grand opening, and they also keep teasing some some pre opening stuff that they're going to do. But um, I
1: uh, I had I I'm hoping that it's a uh, that I'm allowed to say this, but I had Brandon come in um, on Saturday. He was brewing um, a brown porter. That's what he told me and he said that for the opening he they were able to secure i think he said madry i think he said blank slate as two of them that they are going to have um beers brewed by other breweries here as part of their opening right. lineup so they were so they've got a couple of kind of one-offs from a couple other breweries coming as well so
0: Pretty sweet. And that Pretty kinda, cool
2: stuff. That kind of pulls into the other opening that's right on the horizon with Municipal, um, who is going to probably do the, the same kind of idea. A couple guest taps and then their own beers. A lot and of Facebook
0: posts and pictures coming out from those guys I as think well. they've got
2: three beers in fermenters right now. Um, three test batches. "Quote unquote test batches." I, I,
0: I saw Sean at Blank Slate on uh, Friday night, along with a lot of other. Did he have a big, uh, stupid grin on uh, his face? He sure so did. Happy. He, was, he, he He said, "Man, it's it's in there right now, yeah. uh, cooking away." And he said, uh, "You know, don't don't worry, guy. We keep uh, everybody." <laughs> He said, "He said you're a dollar." He he said, "You're a dollar. You're a dollar. You're a dollar. You're a dollar." And and we're like, "What the hell are you talking about?" He said, "If I had a dollar for everybody to ask me when we were going to (laughs) open,
2: well, just jump on any one of these brewers' Facebook pages and see how many messages they." I said to him, "I said
0: to him, I said to him, so uh, I said to him, so Sean, how we looking?" And he, <laughs> which it wasn't. When are you opening? But he knew what I was talking about. So um, let's see who else. Um, again, uh, like I said, new, uh, news from them. Um, wow, you know, and you did. We mentioned uh, sometimes. I think people might think we're shills for them or whatever because they seem to I'm crop a shill up for in, everybody a little, no, in we seem to crop up in every conversation we had have. But Braxton. And gosh, this whole them. thing that's going on with this with this uh, this big green egg thing and and all of this different they're kinds of stuff they're cool doing stuff there. It, it's just really it's just really cool. Uh, what, what do we know about that? Um, it is a kind of separate event
2: from the tap room, so you have to buy an additional ticket for for the summer block party. Um, I think it's ten dollars if you pre order, fifteen dollars if you do it um, at the door, quote unquote, because it's in the the parking lot next door. Um, they've got the people from big green egg coming in and they're going to do a bunch of demonstrations and there's a couple of restaurants around Covington that are going to come in and do some grilled food and things like that. Um, some classes during the day to teach you how to, to grill and to smoke your food better. And there's a big, um, barbecue competition. So everybody's going to make a bunch of ribs and, um, you can go and try all the different ribs and put your vote in for which one you think is the best. Um, as far as drinkers go, the biggest news is they're going to have something new, they won't tell us what it's going to be. I'm hoping for a big old German Rauchbier or something like that, but um they're 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 being tight-lipped about it still, but they did just tap that Haven German Hefeweizen, Ooh. which standing out in the sun, eating some grilled food, I think that'd be pretty good too, so. Uh
0: it says here 10 big green egg competition teams we'll be par- preparing samples of flip daddy sliders, the oak tavern wings, and wunderbar sausages. Mm-hmm. I guess in some sort of a competition. No, no, no to-
2: the, the 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 restaurants are doing foods separate and then there's a competition with ribs. I see. You must not okay. be reading on the com because <laughs> um, no, 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 I'm, I'm reading Hold from. I'm, I'm reading from the Braxton
0: News and Notes May. 18th, Always go to the dot com first. The gnome knows. Um, they just have all kinds of stuff. It's gonna be cool. Tapping uh, uh, Haven at Lachey's. Uh, that was last. That was last week. Uh, Four dollar beer night at the uh, Florence Freedom. Um,
2: I've also heard a, a rumor about some. I think it's Raspberry Haven coming in the Ooh. on the horizon, <laughs> but. <laughs> And then, but I didn't say at that. blank slate. You know, I should disguise my voice. Where's that talking about? Button?
0: Yeah, talking about loggers again and so forth and so on. Pinango, the new pi- uh, pineapple mango uh Hefeweizen from Blank Slate. We had that Friday night. Fantastic. Uh, really really tasty just a little bit more of the uh, sourness uh, sourness and that that you expect from those citrusy sort of tropical fruits uh, but still with that big banana and clove presence that uh, is so uh, sought after by uh, drinkers of uh, the the Hefeweizen a
2: lot of fun stuff I mean it's just any given weekend there's something new from somebody that um, I mean just some really 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 cool stuff being made around Cincinnati
1: and just to throw that out there, it's Taste of Cincinnati this weekend, too.
2: With some local beer, finally. Yes. There's oh, yeah. a Mad Tree Beer Garden, and um, I think they said 25% of the, the beer offered at Taste will be local beer. That percentage could go up a little bit in my book, but it's a step. So,
0: Okay, listen. Uh, we are going to wrap it up uh, when we come back here on Cincy Brewcast in just a minute or so. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hey, it's Mike, and I just wanted to remind everybody that you can follow Cincy Brewcast on all your favorite social media platforms like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Vine at Cincy Brewcast. Plus, don't forget to download your choice of podcast app and follow us on your favorite podcast services like SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spreaker at Cincy Brewcast. Plus, we are live and interactive worldwide on Periscope TV for Apple and Android, Follow us at Cincy Brewcast, and be sure to check our social media platforms for live show dates and times. Plus, be on the lookout for show video in the new Cincy Brewcast YouTube channel. You can also leave us a Google Voice message at area code 513-601-8785. If we like it, we just might use it on the program. And last but certainly not least, you can send an email to cincybrewcast at gmail.com or utilize the contact us page at www.cincybrewcast.com. Get interactive with Cincy Brewcast.
3: Hi, this is Bobby Slattery from 50 West Brewing Company in 50 Westville, and you are listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft.
2: Hi, my name is Blake Horsberg from 50 West Brewing in 50 Westville. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs>
0: And uh, this was a big show tonight, uh, again with Jennifer Glanville from Boston Beer Company. And we have another big live show coming up this Friday night at Dogberry Brewing at 7865 Cincinnati Dayton Road in Westchester. We'll be joined by the founders, owners and brewers from Dogberry, Chris Freedy and Tony Meyer at their Great Tap Room, which has become a northern Cincinnati area staple for delicious craft beer. We at Cincy, Cincy Brewcast were fortunate enough to do our first test show live at Dogberry, and they have been in Enjoying great success, so it'll be great to catch up with Tony and Chris to see what has been going on over the last year. Again, that Cincy Brewcast live at Dogberry Brewing, seventy-eight sixty-five Cincinnati Dayton Road, Westchester, beginning on all of our live platforms at seven thirty p.m. Eastern, and we'd love to have a great crowd of lots of our Cincy Brewcast fans on hand, enjoying the show and enjoying some great Dogberry beers and. uh
2: We'll start teasing it. They're going to break some really big news on our show. Oh, well, really? Well, I might... Is that true? I might break it that morning <laughs> on the blog first.
0: You mean it's not going to appear on <laughs> the GnarlyNome.com first? <laughs> it probably will
2: be on the blog first. Oh, but, uh, wait, but Never mind. But, but, yeah, well, then you don't have to listen to Cincy Brewcast. <laughs> yeah, don't Cass, listen so to Cincy Brewcast. But it's gonna be on that's, the that's still going to be uh-huh. my words versus their words. So they will be breaking their big news because, on the show.
0: Because, my friend, as always, that's why we are the voice of Cincy Craft. That's right. Right. Because you hear these people, including probably one of the biggest employees from Boston Beer Company, right. Jennifer Glanville, tonight here on Cincy Brewcast. Um, let me uh, real quickly uh, also mention some of our uh, Twitter followers this month. We get followed by 8 Ball. Oh, yeah. wow. Watch we out. got followed by <laughs> Green Flash Brewing. Out uh, in California, right? Or are they Colorado? Yeah, I think California, California. California right? Um, a couple places now, actually. Also, Digital Trends, Uptown Rents. That was just today. Craft Brew Republic. Uh, and uh, a, a big one for me, anyway, I've been following this guy uh, on Twitter uh, probably for about a year and a half. Uh, his name's John Farner. Uh, he runs a uh, craft beer blog up in Michigan called Sommbeer, uh, dot com, And uh, he's a must-follow. He's got a lot of great opinions on uh, different ty- types of things. He's got a list he of great stuff. He's got a list of what is it? 10 things that uh, you should not do with your craft beer and so forth. No fruit in your beer. And right. so things so forth. So, uh, S O M M B E E R sombeer.com Uh, a great follow. And, uh, so John, uh, uh, we, I've been following him for a while now. He's finally following us. How cool is that? So, um, yeah. Uh, so the dogberry thing. Yeah. We, I mean, I'm it's very excited. Bang. Uh, it's, it's going to be huge. Uh, we are, it's going to be huge Huge, right. and we are. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to get there. Don't do that. <laughs> it's it's much closer to my house than it is coming out
2: here right, to it's the kind studio. Of a so game. So yeah. So, so I'm so. going to get out there a little early and get a few beers in Chris and Tony and try to get loosen, a few beers loosen, loosen them too? up a little bit. and <laughs> See what we can get out of them.
0: Listen, very cool. Uh, let's see.
2: They they are also by the way on the package team for the Cincy Beer Week beer, which rumor has it is either. I think it's being packaged this week, so maybe we'll poke and prod them a little bit for some details on that, and get get everybody wow. mad at them.
0: Wow! And and which I I should have that stuff in front of me. Which which team were they on? They, and, um, and mad Mad Tree uh,
2: Listerman, Dogberry, and hang on, you gotta give me a little more advanced warning so I can pull up my notes quicker. Mad Tree Listerman, Dog, Urban Artifact, Urban Artifact. Sorry, Boy, guys.
0: What's going to be that's very excited uh, it, to see what's what's going to come out of there, and I mean it'll it'll be so cool.
2: We're 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 getting close to the to Cincy Beer Week too, so
0: lots of great stuff coming we'll, up. I am sure we'll have some kind of fun you know, we'll shows that week. We'll definitely try to have uh, some some people on from Cincy Beer Week and all that kind of stuff. We do have a lot of good contacts with those folks, so um, and uh, finally, I guess I would like to thank Gnome. And raging hop for sitting in for myself and <laughs> Tina last week while I was on. We the didn't road get kicked off the internet my, no. <laughs> when, I, when I was on the road doing my thing in Jamaica. Uh, I we was had, being gainfully employed. Yes, we had uh, we had a great time in Jamaica, Nancy and I, and uh, we drank a lot of Red Stripe and drank a lot of Appleton uh, Estate, uh, and so. Um, uh, but that was fantastic, so I, I appreciate you guys holding that floor for us
2: yeah, uh, it's always fun. to had and live I listened, at the Early Elm Tavern.
0: I, I listened. I, we had a little bit of trouble with the Periscope. Of course, we had yeah. trouble in Jamaica with internet and Wi Fi. We, and all that we kind of had stuff.
2: trouble with the Periscope here in the United States too. But
0: uh, yeah, but but um, um, uh, I listened to the show the next day and it sounded great. You guys sounded great. You guys had a little good rapport. So uh, we might be we might be hearing a little bit more from the Raging Hop here and, the, here and again on the he uh, Brewcast. So uh, anything else, guys? I don't think so. Big stuff happening. Sounds fantastic. We uh, certainly appreciate Jennifer Glanville again from Boston Beer Company. Also, and Ashley LaDuke from uh, Boston Beer Company for providing all the uh, Sam Adams beers tonight. Keenan Cisneros from the Overlook Lodge.
1: Goodbye, everyone. Thank
0: the you. The Gnarly Gnome Absolutely. Cheers, everybody. My name is Mike Cisneros, and so proud and honored to be listening to you on Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Thank you. What the fuck kind of outro was that, man? Thank you. That was terrible. Thank you, Periscope. Did we listen Google to you. Why streaming here? Must be the Rebel Raw. I like finding it. I like. Forgo- it's I, was,
1: I forgot that I was supposed to sign off and say something <laughs> like. Blurb. Overlook Lodge. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Blurred.
0: <laughs> thanks, uh, Periscope. Google Plus, Hangouts on Air and Facebook Live looks like Facebook Live after a couple of fits and starts hung with us uh, all night tonight. So everybody yeah.
2: share things if you're if you're listening. Yeah, Just
1: share things and also like don't sleep on Sam Adams. Yeah, KBH. And,
2: and come to Dogberry on Friday. Yeah, absolutely. Please come to Dogberry. Drink all their beer with us.
1: All right. Adiós,
2: muchachos.